Welcome to episode 16 of Tech Smash Bros. Um, today we have you know our regular David who joined me on this episode, but also a beloved friend of ours. Uh, we'll call him Alpha. Join on the podcast, and uh, we talked about how we spent our New Year's, um, what we did over the break. Um, we talked a lot about finance. It's a little bit dry, but. Um, Investing in finance is quite a fun topic that our, uh, our, each of us talk about and engage in. So we talked about that a little bit. And then we talked a little bit, maybe not enough, but just a little bit about today's events where uh, there was a mob that stormed the U.S. Capitol, Capitol with an O. Um, so yeah, that, that was our conversation. As I do with every podcast episode, let me introduce myself very quickly. Um, so my name is Dan. I was born in Asia and I, I moved to South America. Um, grew up there until I became um, 18 and then graduated from college in the States. Uh, I've stayed in the States since and then now I work in the tech tech industry. Tech, tech. You know, saying a sentence fast can sometimes make it a tongue twister. So I just wanted to introduce myself because that's who you'll be listening to today along with some of my awesome coworkers. Um, oh, we also have a spectator. His name is uh, his pseudonym is Bravo. Um, he just he's just also a really good friend, and we all enjoy spending time together. So he just jumped out to spectate. Um, but that's it. Hope you guys enjoy. And we're on brothers. We're recording. Um, so right now we have um, Alpha. Who, who we're using as a pseudonym, um, David, and uh, a spectator. His name is Bravo. So that's what we have on the podcast right now. Um, why don't we just do like a quick intro? So, I, um, I mean, I'll go first. I mean, I, I'm a regular, I'm the host of this podcast. So I think by now, whoever's listening should know. But uh, my the pseudonym I'm going with is Dan and uh um, I work in tech. Usually I have an intro just introducing myself, so I'll just keep it very short. David, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself very briefly too. Yeah, my name is David and I work in tech as well. Fellow tech bro. And then um, Alpha, you're the, I think you can give a little bit more of an elaborate introduction. <laughs> Hi everyone. Uh, my name is Alpha. I also work in tech, but I'm a photo- photographer uh, by trade. Uh, you can check me out at the Simple Shot Co. This guy, <laughs> yeah, plug in, selfish plug in here, but yeah, yeah it's bro. good to be on. It's good to be on this uh, podcast here. Cool. And um, Alpha here is also um, like, what's the point of using a pseudonym? If they're going to check out your work and then they're going to find your name. <laughs> like, what's they're not going to know my real name <laughs> on my <laughs> at all. You don't use your real name on your photographer? Nah, thing? never. Just never. message Dang. me. Just message me and I'll tell you it is real me. Oh, gosh. Jeez. Dang, true friendship right there. <laughs> uh, no, no, but you don't do yourself enough justice, uh, Alpha, because um, uh, within our circle of coworkers, he's like our investing guru. And he's um, almost, you, you, it would be, maybe it's an overstatement, but it's close and somewhat accurate to say he's carried our coworkers to incredible returns in 2020. So um, we bow ah, to thank you. Thank Alpha. you. Thank you. No, no worries. No worries. Um, cool. Well, you know, we did have like a tentative agenda, so we can go through that a little bit. I know there's like some hot topics we do want to touch on. Um, but, um, 
we can do that right now if you guys just want to talk about investing or we can just like talk about new years a little bit and what we did we can do a weekend catch up yeah i'll just do like a brief weekend like what we did over the weekend and the break you know we had a good i mean i took a whole week off from work so i had a good week off so we can talk about that a little bit um why don't uh i'll just ask a question first to alpha because he might jump off soon he has a he has a 10 p.m bedtime he's like i'm old yeah, he's, by old he means like late 20s just 30 just 30 <laughs> right <laughs> yeah he might be he might i mean you just i think you just have a very disciplined um, lifestyle so yeah i'll chalk it up too all good it's, it's maturity but um <laughs> i don't know about that i'm the oldest person here though i think right yeah, but we're not measuring maturity by age. <laughs> Those are two separate things, man. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> there could be 20-year-olds that are way more mature than we are. Oh, dang. That is true. That, uh, that, that is true, true, yeah. I mean, I challenge myself, and I think that my 22-year-old self is just as mature as my, well, how old am I, 28? Yeah, 28-year-old self, so. Yeah. What did, well, Alpha, what did you do over the, the week? I, I saw some of your pictures. You were like with family, I think. Was that what happened? Yeah. So uh, family came over to visit, celebrate New Year's. Um, and then I actually flew down to LA to shoot one of my best friend's proposal. Um, so that was really good. And it's a great way to kickstart uh, 2021 after a really horrendous year in 2020. Um, but now I'm back and... Yeah, jumpstarting a lot of things. Like I mentioned, I uh, recently relaunched my photography business. Um, it's now called The Simple Shot the Simple Co. Shot. At um, Simple Shot Co. The, uh, yeah, at The Simple Shot Co. Follow me on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, website guy. is there and Facebook is there as well. But don't take my advice for it because the master of photography is the tech lead right here, <laughs> a.k.a. David, I am um, not. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's that's pretty much what I did over the weekend. Um, kind of also beginning to network back into some of my clients. Um, so yeah, we'll see what the future holds for me. Photographer, photography clients. Yeah. Mm. When did you pause that work? Paused it for a good. I paused it for a good two three years. Um, oh. Wasn't really. Uh, I kind of drifted away from taking a lot of pictures just because I was more focused on, obviously I got married, um, and then a lot of the more, uh, focused logistics, you know, such as buying a house, you know, stock market, like everyone mentioned and future planning. Um, so that's, that's very important. I think that's a, a topic that a lot of us love to talk about these days, right? Cause there's nothing else to do. Um, but yeah, 2021, honestly, I think it's going to be great. Um, it's only you know, been hopefully... six days. <laughs> <laughs> six days is better than nothing. It's already better than 2020 for the first half. Um, okay. Yeah, so that's I look forward to that. And yeah, thanks again for inviting me onto your guys' podcast. Dude, we want to have you all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's us taking you. It's not, it's not like, yeah, you, you, yeah, we're stopping you from coming. Um, yeah, that sounds relaxing. What about you, Mr. David? And we, we we shouldn't shame. Oh shit! I need to edit that part. <laughs> I'm recording it down. We shouldn't just shame. I'll, I'll make sure I edit that. Anyway, we shouldn't shame Alpha for like um, 
bringing up his business. We should celebrate that, guys. We're supporting each other. So just just putting it out there. All right. Let me promote all my businesses. No, I'm just, I mean, I'm all of them. If you have like five, you cannot promote more than five. That's just too, it's, too, it's too intrusive if you do that. But I mean, feel free to drop a bomb here and there. Anyway, what did you do over the, over the uh, break, David? Um, my, it, it was pretty chill. Like I honestly, like I've, I've just been chilling in the house for the most part. And, um, I, some of you guys know I resell things and, um, I had, uh, yeah, all of you guys, um, I had an Xbox, uh, an extra one. And originally I was going to try to sell it, but then I just kept it and I've been playing that, uh, catching up on games and stuff. And, uh, streaming so it's pretty much all i've been doing hmm. yeah you really got that indoor lifestyle down man i try to oh, you try to it's the way to survive these days yeah we we talked to like um last episode and i and i was so dumb that i hit, didn't hit record on the last episode we had such good content man but uh we talked in the last episode about like introverts versus extroverts being able to like what are the in the lockdown um and I, we, we talked about how introverts seem to be able to thrive a little bit better during the lockdown rather than um, extroverts like Alpha, for example. I mean, it's showing now with how Alpha spent his time and <laughs> you guys, you spent your time. So case, case in point right there. Anybody going to ask how my weekend was? Nah. Was... <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we're moving on. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean... It's, it's 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 very it's like a mix of you you two like i play i do, i always do like nobody asks so i'm just gonna go ahead and you know chime nah, go for it go for it it's your it's your podcast <laughs> yeah i know right <laughs> yeah but you know you gotta at least put a like uh um the presentation of a conversation all right all right at any point anyway um yes like i slept in unlike alpha right here i don't sleep at like 10 it's like 10 p.m i like if anything on a weekday i sleep at like 12 a.m., 1 a.m., and then when it's break, I sleep at like 3 a.m. <laughs> so oh. I really sleep in. And wait, wait, wait. Up. Say that again? You normally wake up at when? No, no. So I sleep at 3 a.m. on like breaks, my holidays. I'll sleep at 3. I like really sleep in. Um, and then I'll wake up at 11 a.m. Why do you go to sleep at 3 a.m.? Dude, the night is young and it's always <laughs> Bro, we are stuck in the house. What could you be doing? (laughs) You just watch a lot of things. There's just something about the night and deep into the night that's just very charming and that just lures you in because the idea of you being alone at night while everybody else is sleeping, there's something like intimate and attractive about it. And my attention and my mindfulness is just lured into those moments. Huh. Yeah, all right. Poetic, right? That's respectable. That's respectable. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so it was 3 a.m. So the routine was 3 a.m. Um, wake up at 11 a.m., do something outdoors, come back, um, and then cook a good meal. I cooked a lot. I'll post some Facebook pictures somewhere. Um, you guys, if you guys, I don't think a lot of you guys check my news, like my stories out. But if you do, you'll see the food pictures. Everybody's um, on Instagram, bro. I don't know what you're doing on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I need. I don't have an Instagram account. Uh, I do, but like, I only have, I only follow one person. No. I, don't, I don't. I don't like really use it. There's too many distractions already as it is, you know. So I try to manage it. Um, mm. 
yeah. Well, that was my break. Um, looks like it was. It wasn't. It doesn't look like it was like we had anything super eventful or anything crazy that's happened. Which I guess is a good thing, given you know the current climate that we're in. So good on all of us on spending a very responsible break. How about this weekend? What would you guys uh, do? I know <laughs> had that uh, interesting. Oh, <laughs> I will edit that too. <laughs> I got the time down. I got the time down. You got uh, the whole podcast again. <laughs> I will send it to yeah. you before we publish it. <laughs> um yeah you had a pretty uh interesting re- weekend right or week was it last week or weekend no it's, it's this week and this past weekend so i went on a i went on a tear uh because i realized that i haven't worked out again in like three months because of the shutdown and it got to a point where i'm a bit fed up with me losing my gains consistently <laughs> i always get to a certain point and i just it just you know, shutdown happens and then I can't go back. So uh ended up buying a whole new gym for my garage. Um oh, nice. and so compound. yeah. And my at my compound. <laughs> my married house, compound. Right? Your new house. Yeah, my new house. So uh, basically bought a half rack, uh, got the bench. Uh, I think I got close to like eight hundred pounds of weight. Uh, got the twenty got the bar, of course. Um, and then a few more things are coming in as they trickle in. So it's going to be a lot of work setting it up, but I've, at least I'm excited that I actually can work out and stuff. And I'm also going to resume running again. I think that's what really helped kept me sane um, in the beginning of 2020. So it'll be good to resume that. Do you really struggle with a lockdown pretty much all the way throughout? I, str- I think most people think I don't but i actually do because i'm a people person like you mentioned i'm an extra like a hyper extrovert so i need people so the only way that i'm able to really communicate with people at this moment is just through you know conference calls or you know setting up uh certain fun stuff with people like happy hours or games but even then that's not enough i think there's the human body needs physical interaction or at least uh physical moments with you know other human beings um so I think for me, like, and the fact that there's no gym, that kind of ruins it for me because that's usually my place of, like, focus and a place to decompress. But even without that, that's that's kind of painful. So, um, yeah, this is actually kind of my fail-safe to make sure that if, you know, if I get to a point where I'm, like, a bit, you know, stressed out about quarantine, you know, the gym is the place to be, and that will be downstairs. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, based on what I've seen, you, I think you've, looked like you were keeping it under cool and you had it under control too but yeah everybody you know can put up that facade a little bit too and yeah put a game face on too so never assume never assume what somebody might be going through what what floor are you going to put it on the sixth floor or the seventh floor (laughs) that's the 20th floor (laughs) floor. uh, (laughs) people will be like who are you uh i'm I'm putting it in my garage um I think there's enough room where I can it's I can fold it up, but it's just uh, it's just third level garage, just so you know. Third, yes, third level garage where it has to drive down three floors just so I can get get out of here. Yep. Because this first garage is filled with like many cars, and then there's like second level garages. Oh, good God! Filled with um, all this 
previous stuff that he's had. Uh, you know. Previous stuff? What do I? I have nothing. Contrary to believe, I'm I have nothing. Yeah, I have nothing. What are you talking about? <laughs> you just said you went on a tear, and then sometimes you tell us about. Yeah, the but that that it hasn't arrived yet, so it's okay. No, well, well, I hope I hope we get to see pictures of the of this home yeah. gym. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Yeah, are you gonna have people over for the home gym? No, just just be myself. I don't think my wife is gonna let anyone come through for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I think yeah. after our last talk, I definitely definitely like. Uh, I I, it ta- I I learned a lesson. And actually, <laughs> okay. making sure I uh, I practice what I preach. So uh, what lesson is that? Can you share it? You no, know, that we, that I practice what I preach. Like I mean, for the most part, I've been trying to be very like conscious and cognizant of um, you know, everything that's going on with you know with regards to like quarantine and and COVID. Oh, and I like see, that. I see. So, I uh, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. 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 Say no more. I got you, brother. <laughs> um, man, I was gonna say something, but I forgot. Happens so much more often than I wanted to. Um, Did you but, guys you see know, Soul? Soul? Oh, the yeah. Disney thing. Yeah. No, wait, wait. Before we talk about that, because I don't know when Alpha has to go. I was thinking. Um, um. Oh, 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 oh! Oh, mute my blue jeans, mic. Oh, oh! There we go. Bravo. <laughs> I, I, I got you now. Get back on, Bravo. <laughs> I'm reading the chat right now. Yeah, I'll check the chat. Things that I say but don't do. <laughs> Dude, it's hard to manage many things at the same time. Okay. Put it that way. I give, guess. Me, give me some yeah. slack. Um. Uh, but yes, I know. Since we have Alpha on here, I'm thinking, you know, we should talk about investing because uh, I, I don't know when he's going to drop off. So I, mean, I, I don't know. I know we, down. I mean, I guess we can. We don't have to. Well, actually, I don't think last time we talked about it. And no, the, we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like I feel like we should talk about investing mostly, like predominantly when Alpha comes on. Like that'll be like a special featuring topic. Special feature. Yeah, put it that way. Sure. All right. Yeah, I don't feel. I don't feel confident. In, I mean, I think I can spew out some logic to like point whoever's listening to this and speak intelligently about some stocks and some firms. But you know, I don't think I have it enough to really stand behind <laughs> some of my statements. Though I, I have performed, uh, you know, satisfactorily, and um, I'm pretty satisfied with my investing performance. So I do have that. Um, part-time resume backing my statements up but mm-hmm. uh since we have alpha here the big dog um why don't we why don't we talk about investing a little bit but let yeah, me what you guys want to know what you guys mm. want to know so i mean you always make um pretty like directive statements um saying oh you should pick these stocks and then you list out some like pretty concrete reasons sure um, so sure. I, I guess i guess what we can what you we can start with right now is your let me make this a little interesting. Instead of just saying like your your biggest stock pick mm. to choose for the year, let's do the, your biggest under the radar stock pick for the year. Biggest underrated prediction, yeah, for its year returns. So, 
I think my my inner peeps know that I'm a big holder and bag holder of Saber. Oh no. Um, S A B R. <laughs> that is probably my most underrated pick of the year because it's so it's so under the radar. Like nobody knows who they are yet. They're such a duopoly with their competitor. Um, uh-huh. You can almost treat it Saber? as like a Saber is basically a travel logistics company that basically uh, does all the logistical planning for you know all the airlines, all the hotels. Um, you know they have like what you know everyone from like American Airlines to Southwest to International Airlines. They have Hilton. They have Hyatt. Um, and they process one, you know, 35,000 transactions a second, um, and they make money from each of the transactions. So they're, they're a big player, but really nobody really knows about them. And it's great. Um, they were again, last year, they were very undersold. I mean, their typical values or typical ranges in the twenties, they fell all the way down to six. Uh, I personally thought they were going to be fine at 10 and 11, but obviously it kept falling. So I ended up, I ended up scooping a ton of shares around the six seven mark, um, and kind of, you know, made a hundred percent return on those. But I am still holding a ton of shares at the eleven mark, um, and recently I actually ended up adding a bit more because of my conviction for this company. Um, that I really believe, yeah, pretty 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 solid. I think, um, you know, everyone's kind of you know, playing the airplane route or the uh, materials route. But I think people forget that logistically, like that's also a powerhouse in its own because a lot of the big companies, they, you know, they outsource it to Sabre and their competitors. Um, so it's pretty big. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like uh, what Bravo was saying on our, on our chat, it's, it's pretty big. Um, I, I, I still think there's room to run for this year because once vaccine deals are done and, you know, under the new administration, everything is more settled. I think around the summertime fall is where you're going to see a massive pickup um, in terms of people traveling. That's going to unlock the doors for Saber, and that's going to move us away from the upper bound of 12s into the you know the higher 15s, and you know maybe even back to 20. Yeah. Um, so your argument yeah. for you choosing Saber over travel stock, because clearly, like the travel stock is also going to benefit from a vaccine where people can now freely travel. But your your argument for Saber versus those travel stock is basically the duopoly and just the market power that that stock has. It's not even that. It's like you're, you're, you, you, want to, you want to choose stocks that are very not uh, retail focused. They're very uh, institutionalized in terms of like factors, right? So, you know, like CCL Carnival, right? Uh, that's very, right. that's one example, right? Um, another one is like American Airlines. Um, yeah, the power of retail, especially with Robinhood, is it makes a big difference and so it can become very volatile i think for me i, I would rather choose players that are um, not well known but that their product and that their forecasts are very strong right um mm. obviously a lot of travel companies balance sheets aren't like a tech company but the fact that you know they continue to uh renew all these massive partnerships and the fact that Google just teamed up with them and Google is actually using Sabre's platform to build their travel. So if you ever use like Google Flights, uh, Google Hotels, that's actually from Sabre. Um, it's not Google's platform anymore. So yeah. it's very powerful. Um, and I, again, I, this is, I'm not a financial advisor. I, I do not, I disclose that no, nobody should be listening to me on this, but um, 
yeah, that's just my that's my conviction buy for uh, this year and going into 2022 as well. Wow. I will wow. say though, um, for anybody that's interested, I do have a uh, Telegram group where I give daily signals uh, for different um, stock picks. So if you guys want to get on, <laughs> yo, who is this guy? What? what the heck? You give a Telegram? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not being lying. Serious. You're lying. <laughs> <laughs> I almost believed it. I was like, "What the frick, <laughs> dude?" I mean, you saw with the, some of the things that this guy uh, espoused and this guy promoted. Like hey. when we went um, laser tagging, he was saying we should we should get into what was that stuff, man? Now none of us invest in it, but space SPCE. Hey, I made some. I made some. <laughs> you know, that was the he first big play yeah, that I had. Games. That's legit. Did you lose, you some... lose everything because you like? No, no, no. That was on. Uh, that was on a. Actually, no. Yeah, that was. So the first time I played it, and I didn't know what I was doing, and I ended up. Um, my calls had expired. Or yeah, no, no, they, he should have cashed out at the profit line or like the thirty-five to fifty range, but. You know, everyone gets greedy, and then, of course, he also forgot that he should have cashed yeah. out. That's the problem there. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. So, when, when I heard Telegram for stock picks, I was, my, my, my antenna was spiking up. It was spiking you, red. you haven't seen those scams? Yeah, no. those are the best. Are these, like, <laughs> it's like all these, like, Forex traders. Dude, you just, and they're, like, convincing people to, like, sign up for their Telegram groups for, like, uh, stock picks and stuff like that and they're like they're so claiming dumb. to be like bi billionaires and stuff but it's like obvious they're like renting Not. stuff you yeah. know so it's uh oh. that's one of my favorite trends right now oh <laughs> yeah 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 i mean what you're talking oh, about like those posers maybe they're not posers but they like wear glamorous and then they have like glamorous cars and they just talk yeah about how they made all this money for stocks you should come follow my advice because i'm a big baller now i did like, ten thousand real estate transactions last month <laughs> <laughs> Come join my team. Yo. So here's here's a here's a thing. This is that, a real life example of oh shit. No, 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 no. The, uh, Here, let me give let me get an example of when I know it's a frothy market. So tech tech is a very good place to identify certain trends. If I notice that my YouTube videos are giving me ads about stock trading picks or financial advisors telling me that. Uh, I need to go buy this stock. I'm pretty sure we're at the near top of a blow off um, hmm. of a of this market because this is a very good projection of retail FOMOing in um, in terms of you know like what do they do with their money right so I usually use I usually use like projections on like certain trends I like if I look at Instagram. You know, all of a sudden there's like a lot of ads or a lot of promotions about like cryptocurrency and this guy's telling me to buy this crypto or like FOMO back into Bitcoin or like, oh, buy this stock. Like there's too many of these financial um, social players that think, you know, they're 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 here to educate you. Um, but that's not the case. Right. They're here to collect, you know, followers and they want to grow their account. I think the best way to really learn is honestly, like your own diligence and asking the right players, you know, study the, study the Greeks for options, study the basics for investments. Um, you know, know the basics of like stop loss, trading losses, limits, 
uh, know how to read the basic technical charts. I think, um, I think a counter argument that, yeah. that someone yeah. would then post you is like, why can't I learn those from one of those big ballers that's trying to lure me into learning from them? Like that's the yeah, counter argument, yeah. dude. So yeah, so education is a education is a huge play in terms of this, right? Right now, a lot of a lot of folks are more of like get rich, get quick scheme. So a lot of these Instagram bursts of information, yeah, they'll they'll provide you the basic information, like you know, you should you know you should at least invest twenty percent of your income into you know blah 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 into a savings account. But that's everyone should know that, right? Like if I have a kid, like he's learning finance and like the basics of math by like three and four, because that's how much I value the importance of it. Um, you know, I think I was, I think I mentioned this before in the first podcast, but the, the importance of teaching everyone the basics of finance is probably more important to any person in the world in their next, no, 15, 20 years of their life, because that will make or break how you evolve and how you become, wow. you know, the next person, right? Because it, you know, if you learn the basics of investments early on, um, you know, you you have compound you have compound interest on your side, right? Um, I wished I had put more money in when I was you know sixteen to twenty, because um, those extra four years would have helped a lot, right? Um, and I also wished I learned, you know, to buy solid stock picks that I should have held, um, and not kind of consistently look at the news or be scared when it's a red day. Like those those are lessons that obviously has helped me become who I am today. With choosing the right stocks but um you know you lose a lot of you actually lose a lot of money by not um taking the time to do your own education you know i had to learn that during you know the early teenage years of like let's say 16 20 but i wish i learned that earlier on because now in this day and age everyone can stock trade right like you know wall street bets oh half those folks are like 13 to 16 year olds you know they just sign up and literally spew out like oh I, I bought the, they're following the exact path you were recommending alpha because yeah know, they're, but they're, they're not they're learning their lessons know. at 13 16 very young age yeah no but you know like some of these some of these folks on you know on these reddit chats are hilarious because they're literally just blindly following somebody with the play they're not doing it they're they're actively just trying to think oh okay this person did a you know, quote unquote DD on uh-huh. a certain on a certain stock, not knowing that it's a, it's just a pump, dump and pump scheme, right? Like a lot of these <laughs> so recent stacks, so many buzzwords. Yeah, a lot of, oh, sorry, a lot. Well, well, we'll continue on, but like a lot of these new stacks, right? Um, so yeah, stacks you guys can learn into that. You know, there's a lot of folks who are calling them out now on Reddit that it's a lot of them are dump uh, quick, you know, dump and pump. Um, and it's losing a lot of people money because they're not doing education. They're not doing their own research. They're they're just taking advice from people who they never met on a Reddit thread and saying, "Yeah, yeah, I, I think he's right. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy some of this. It makes sense. You know, it's gonna be good." And then you know, yeah. first the first week could be great, and then second week, you know, lo and behold, you know, the spec doesn't go through or something happens. They lose thirty percent. They they panic sell and then they lose all their money. So. Like that's, that's the kind of thing. That's what I meant by like early on education of the basics. That's what's going to protect you from all these like um, people who just want to make money quick and like take money away from you. But I feel like you have to lose money 
like you got to experience like a lot, like a, a loss, a couple of, uh, maybe, I don't know, like you're not going to win everyone. Right. But like, no, I think it is not. helpful to like, you know, do a Hail Mary play and then, you know, lose a little I think bit. It's, no, I think it's important. Deep experience. Deep experience. <laughs> he's definitely, he's definitely, yeah, David is what we call diamond hands, but, um, hold on. No, I totally agree with this, but I think like there's a better way to educate that, right? Like hmm. for a lot of folks, you don't, you don't have to lose big money to learn the lesson, right? Like fundamentally early on, um, you know, you can educate the kids, you know, like how important it's, how important, how hard it is to earn money, right? I think that in itself is key. Like money is really hard to come by. And once you earn it, you know, like it's not just like, oh, I have money, I'm going to go spend it. You know, I think that's the U.S. mentality is like, oh, I, I got money, I can spend it. Like, oh, I can finally you know, get bigger things, right? Um, credit cards are here. I'll, I'll just, I'll pay it off later. Um, and that's what yeah. ruins so many people's lives. But like, you know, early on, you educate kids like, hey, you earned like 20 bucks. Fantastic. You know how hard, you know how long it takes for an average person to earn 20 bucks, right? Like an hour, maybe an hour and a half. So you're, that concept of money to time is very important. And as, you know, the kids grow up and they learn that concept, you know, as they are saving more and more of that money and putting them into, you know, well-educated funds, you know, Vanguard is great. Uh, even like, you know, good old Apple, or stock, right? Or good old Home Depot, like dividends, learning good the basics. Home Depot, what? Throw that stock hey. out, of, out of there. No, what? no. Home okay, Depot. check that. Check, check the three to five. Get that shit out Depot, of there. Man. Nah, man. Home Depot is king. Uh, home, my, that's my. Are that's you my holding parents, Home Depot? No, my parents have held it for about They're seven years. Tax what you. Yeah, I'm just telling you, like Home Depot in general is, it's a, it's a, it's basically like a fundamental utility stock for a lot of people who are yeah. want to collect dividends. There's not much growth. Look at the five years. It was at one at the lowest. It was at one thirty. It's at two sixty seven right now, right? Over but five years, hundred percent. We can find better. Some stuff. people, but you know, like but, people's ages are different, right? Yeah. So, like for my parents, you know, they're in their four. When they had it, it their fifties, right? Um, so, the fact that they're able to collect massive dividends consistently while the stock is growing is huge. In fact, they doubled down on it when it fell again last year in March. When it fell back to like one fifties, you know, they they literally went fifty percent cash all in on Home Depot. And now they literally essentially quadrupled the amount of dividends they're collecting, um, while you know their stock is appreciating. So uh, that's just one example. I'm not I'm not trying to promote Home Depot. I'm just saying like that's an example of learning and educating kids up front. Like you know, it's not a quick sell scheme. Like you want to once you buy it, you buy with conviction and hold it right. Once they, once kids learn like the basics of like stock trading and holding, then when they have more capital, they can then start learning about, you know, like day trading and like the technical aspects of it, um, wow. learning RSIs, right? Those kinds of things. So, you know, that's, that's what I wish when I have a kid, that's probably what I'm going to do. I think that's yeah. really fundamentally important going forward. You're like a finance Buddha. <laughs> there's, there's the things you said like oh the late lessons of finance and the education of finance is like one of the most important things i mean that that in itself is a big statement some people might challenge that but uh it, it's it can be a very successful um tenet to to proceed your life with when you anyway especially if you're like measuring your success in financial stability and prosperity 
I mean, yeah. right now, this this past year, I think, is a great example of that, right? Like, A, for the people that have been trading, like, that have been investing and saving for a long time, there was a lot of, there was a lot of opportunity to make more money, unfortunately, at the, like, expense of other people. Um, yeah. But also, at the same time, for new investors to be able to get in on stocks that they wouldn't normally be able to pr- purchase. Like, I would consider myself a newer investor. And like being able to buy these stocks that were previously at like a higher price point, but now, you know, it's closer to like a more affordable range and these companies are still going to grow. So like, I'm going to make my money back even more within the upcoming years. So like, you know, I think there's, there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah. It was both a good and bad time to jump in because it's bad because this, that last year was not representative of the next year of investing. We're not going to have another year like this. Well, maybe, but. You know, it's gonna be very rare. So like basing your investing decisions on your experience from last year is not gonna be representative of the decisions you're gonna make in the upcoming year. So in that sense, it's not a very great education in investing, at least last year. But uh, like us, like who, who who's who's on the call right now, you know, we jumped on the opportunity for these for that big crash and then when it appreciated we we got quite some good gains. So it's like both good and bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would I would say that. But that's why that's why I'm laughing because, you know, like the people who joined on to this market last year, they've never experienced the bear market or they never experienced a serious downturn, right? I so, mean, I mean, all, all they think right now. No, but what I'm saying is like they've like, you know, for me, I've experienced a 2008 crash, 2010 recession, um, and then we have that bull market. So I experienced it twice, uh, and that's kind of what strengthened and kind of built that resiliency uh, whenever a stock market you know, decides to crash. But for a lot of these newer folks, especially mm-hmm. on these Robinhood platforms and are consistently on social media, it actually accelerates their panic selling whenever <laughs> a stock market crash because a lot of these stock, well, I would say 99% now is all algo-based, right? So um, you know, if, if all, all goes start getting triggered and it just steepens the sell off, right? What right. it usually takes like what, four to six years to go down in a correction took what, literally two months <laughs> yeah. in 2020. So that, that in itself is crazy. So what it's- I'm, what I'm saying is like a lot of people who recently joined this stock market head haven, um, they're going to learn a very hard lesson whenever we have that correction, right? Uh, and I'm pretty sure you guys heard me preach it once in a while, um, but like, oh, it's always good to hedge and protect um, because you never know what's going to happen. Like that's that's the kind of ordeal that a lot of people don't think about. Um, mm-hmm. Sure, Fed, Fed, Fed goes burr, burr, burr all the time, but like it has serious consequences to the U.S. dollar. And that's why the dollar is consistently falling across the world. Um, and that ultimately is why we have now this boon in cryptocurrency and in uh, precious metals and whatnot. It's because that this kind of literally almost unspoken movement from the Fed really has changed the way uh, we do investments and investing. Um, but there's always a catch and that catch is you know going to come and really bite a lot of people in the ass. Um, when it appears didn't wasn't there like a new ruling that like banks are allowed to like store reserves as crypto now 
Yeah. Uh, so you you may have heard like you know you have like JP Morgan. You have like. Square. By the way, I just need to interrupt quickly and say, um, Bravo says lessons learned from other people's lessons. I just got. To, I just had to shout him out there because he, he wants to participate, but we haven't. <laughs> we haven't acknowledged thanks, him. Thanks, Bravo. So uh, thanks, Bravo. Learn from yeah, other yeah, people's yeah. lessons. There I think he's speaking from the people in the chat that <laughs> have experienced quite some just, losses. There you go. There you go. Anyway, carry on. Sorry, I wanted to make everyone feel included. No worries, and I'm, I'm pretty sure Bravo feels just right at home. Uh, but yeah, I was mentioning how uh, it's literally a banks need some form of um, other alternatives, right? Um, you know themselves, they banks the way they really make money is really by taking out, you know, let's just say 90% of what is stored and investing it and 10% is required um, to hold. This is different though, because this time around, banks have a lot of cash on hand. So they're not, they're definitely not bankrupt and they're definitely not screwed, but they are definitely also fed pumped and backed. So this kind of creates a different consequence because now for them, the values of a lot of their own assets are not that great. Um, so them owning crypto is a way to kind of hedge against that. Um, and I actually wish our friend, uh, who should not be named, joined because I think right now there's a firm belief in a lot of places where you know everyone believes that crypto is the way to go. But for me, I think crypto can only work if you start seeing you know you know massive transactions heading in that allows you to buy things ASAP. It hasn't happened, right? Mm. That. That and hot take here, but I really believe that we really should be taking lessons from a lot of our Asian country brethren, uh, China, Taiwan, uh, Singapore, for example. Um, you know, they, China started with QR coding and now everything is almost just uh, online. Uh, that in itself reduces your dependency on, you know, physical dollar bills or even on the dollar currency itself. Um, and you're backed up by something else that can be, you know, helped with, you know, fraud manipulation or controls and whatnot. So that for me, I think that's why, like, I think people are looking crypto as like the savior, but until there is no, until there is actual value and then people using it, you know, I will, I'm always going to have to be that one um, person that's going to have to say no to it. Um, especially with this client, like people are like, oh, 37k. I mean, that's cool, but like, just it's if you if you like 37 now, you're gonna like it at 17 or 20 again, right? <laughs> um, and <laughs> and so you know, are you are you are people comfortable holding on to it when it goes right back down, right? Your 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 prediction and kind of your decision logic is a little paradoxical, right? Because if you if you say until you see a lot of people using it, but when you see yeah. a lot of people using it, that's maybe before when it was really cheap. So once you get to that point where people start to use it, you know, the gains that you could have obtained before, you've kind of forgotten on that. You've, you've lost that gains too. So but, but who's actually, moment, but, and but doing who's it now, actually buying, yeah, but who's actually buying Bitcoin? You have to think, man, is, why are they buying Bitcoin? They're, they're, <laughs> most of the people who are buying Bitcoin, there's two, there are two types of people who are buying Bitcoin. One, there are institutions who are buying it because they obviously have a game plan to build upon it for their platforms, right? Uh, the second type of people are buying it because they see value in holding a alternative type of asset uh, that they think 
is worth 20, 25K, 30K, 35K, 40K. You're forgetting but, a third type, but um, yes. <laughs> no. yeah, sorry. I just, people are just... The second type... The black market. <laughs> yeah, the black market. The retail the second, market. I think the second type is most important it. because the second type encompasses literally why the people that I I think I'm a proponent against. Um, hmm. You know, like, I, I always say this, like, if it's valued at 37K right now, um, can I use it and buy something? Can I use it as a transaction? And the answer is no, right? In fractions, yes. Um, in fractions, yes. Point zero five of yeah. Bitcoin. So you, so that's that's the first that's the first problem there. Second one is um, the transaction time, right? It's it's people say it's instantaneous, but Doc say it's through it, each transaction takes three point one seven seconds to complete. Um, and in addition, there's consistent documentation on hacks and you know hostage takeovers of wallets um, and of websites that own these kinds of currencies so I don't understand how people are saying this is the future when you know these number these problem number one and problem number two aren't solved um, so if you're telling me it's worth 37k for this reason, you know, I'm I'm gonna say I'm out because I don't I don't believe you on that, right? <laughs> I mean, that's 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 just my facts that I'm stating out for it. I think people who are day trading it now um, are smart. You're writing, you're definitely catching the right waves. I think twenty the once it hit twenty and it bumped up, that was actually the place to enter. Um, and you're you're basically riding the wave. Uh, again, my typical advice is, you know, cash. You know, take the profits around the 50, 75, 100% mark, and then just let the rest ride out. But that's the human tendency is people are like, I want more, right? So they're going to start, oh, I believe it's going to go up to 100K and keep holding it. So now if you're like, if you're going to buy it at 50K and 100K, you're going to like it back at like 10K and 20K again, right? Um, so yeah, yeah. That's, that's just my, that's my, that's just well, me blathering about my crypto. Yeah. I, I wish, I wish we had our friend here because I think there are many things that the guy would try to fact check. Like he would oh, say, yeah, for sure. There's, there are many institutional yeah. buyers. Cause yeah. you said like, Oh, like there's not a lot of institutional buyers, but they, he would, I think he's saying there's a lot of demand from institutions into this too. So that's like direct contradiction of the point that you stated. Who's right. Bitcoin is also finite too. Right. So like, as you know, we continue to, to mine it and get Bitcoin, eventually it's going to get to a point where there's no more Bitcoin. Then what? Yeah. Well, then it's really valuable. <laughs> is right? it though? But, but what, is, what is value? What is value? You're holding, you're basically holding code. Value? You're not holding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, value, valuing the market is determined like at a very basic by demand and supply, right? If the supply sure. is. So it's the same thing as tulips, right? So like back in the, you know, Back in the British days, tulips were worth, you know, it went from like a dollar to $140,000, but that's value created. But then in the end, it went back to zero because everyone suddenly decided that, you know, ah, we don't need tulips. Let's actually use, use coins or use gold, right? So that's that's where I kind of view this Bitcoin thing. Um, sure, no, institutions no, are buying no, it, but what are they truly buying it for, right? It's still all speculation at that point, one way or the other, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's still yeah. yeah. I, I that's my opinion. So I like it's tentative, but neither side really has um, more than speculation, and therefore both sides are equally as valid. That's that's my take. Sure. On it. No, no, most definitely. Yeah, 
Um, but 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 this but the fact that they're both speculative each side, like whether to buy Bitcoin or not to buy Bitcoin, the fact that that's speculative and very tentative itself is perhaps another reason just to stay away from it completely because then it's speculation. It's not as sound as yeah. something logical. So, exactly. I mean, there's just so many there's different ways to think about it. I think um, Ethereum is probably has a lot more value than uh, Bitcoin. A long-term value as well, I think. Dude, it's the same thing. <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah, but with Ethereum, at least there's like a um, sort of like a use case for it, right? Like the the big sort of use cases, like smart contracts and things of that nature. Um, and being able to like have those, you know, uh, autonomous or seamless secure transactions take place um, that, you know, with Bitcoin, you know, maybe not ne- may not necessarily be there. Um, so I, I mean, I don't know. I have more money in Ethereum than I do have in Bitcoin. So I don't know. Let's see. Well, we, we hammered this point about finance quite a bit. I don't know. I think we spoke a good, like 40 straight or 30 straight minutes. <laughs> so I think it's time to move on. Um, let's do it. Yeah. Um, so this might be a controversial topic. Oh, before we move on, Bravo it's said bad. another thing on chat. He said, PayPal just started offering crypto on their platform. You heard it here first from Bravo. I didn't hear that. I was offering crypto. All right. Um, <laughs> square, square as well. Square as well. Actually, I need to on it. I got, um, sometimes I'll watch streamers on Twitch and they'll do like uh, uh, cash app giveaways. Um, and I like, I got uh, from the cash app, they sent me like a bunch of, uh, it's not that much, but they sent me some, some Bitcoin. Um, yeah. As opposed to like actual dollars, which is kind of cool. Good job. Good win. <laughs> he's got, he's got money. GG. He's got money. <laughs> he's got money. <laughs> he's got money. <laughs> no, I don't know if you guys, I mean, you know, today's events, um, I think we're upsetting for many folks too. Mm. I mean, I'm not from the States. So for me, observing this, and by these events, I mean the events where a mob that were Trump supporters um, stormed the Capitol and eventually inside the White House. And wait, is it the White House or the Capitol? The Capitol, pretty much, where where the House sits. Um, and this resulted in quite some violence. The mobs were attacking the police. They stormed inside the Capitol, um, and there's just violence all around. I think I got some notification that four people were shot. Four people died as a result of of what many news outlets are calling a siege instead of a protest. Um, so it just it's it's just it's from an outsider's point of view, it's very um, disappointing. I think to see this because in a country that is supposed to be the champion of democracy, and you see the people, the very foundation of democracy, protest against what they what what. What many are assuming is um, the outcome, which is Joe Biden winning, protesting against that outcome. Um, it's it's almost it's very it's, it's very paradoxical and twisted and incoherent um, just version of a democracy that 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 we saw happen today. Yeah, I don't know if anybody else wants to jump on this. It's too controversial. I mean, I don't think it's really controversial. I feel like, I mean, I think it's a very polarizing topic in the event that like you're either on one side or the other in terms of like how the situation was handled. Um, 
I mean, I think in regards to what we've previously seen this past year, I do think it, I do find that there has been several instances um, of just like weird things that took place that you wonder why it took place today. Um, But, you know, six months ago, it was a completely different, you know, it was, you know, the response to what was going on was very aggressive. You know, we're going to put, you know, the thumb down. Nobody's like, you know, escaping, um, you know, any sort of, of um, punishment. We're going to punish everybody. But then today, there's a lot of instances where, you know, doors were open for people and, you know, you know, whatever you want to call these individuals, um, you know, they were just allowed to just casually walk out and, you know, go about their day. Um, and oh, there were no arrests. There was thir- there's 15 arrests that took place. Okay, so there were some arrests. Um, but when you look at the other incidents where, you know, they were sending vans out to like, uh, pick people up, there was like all sorts of just like crazy rambunctiousness that was going on. You kind of have to wonder, like, why why the the difference in handling the situation? I don't know the difference. Wait, so there are both arrests on each situation, right? Yeah, when you, but when you're talking about six months ago, are you talking about the Black Lives Matter movement? Or yeah, I mean, with all the different protests, yeah. I think there was. I mean, there was. If there was, I, I mean, I we'd have to fact check that. Like, how many arrests happened? Maybe, but uh, the mob was smaller than the number of people that protest in the Black Lives Matter movement. So you got to take that into consideration as well, probably. I mean, maybe all protests. Yes, that's true. But for each individual like city like protest, I mean, I would like this probably would have been the same size as one of those protests that took place. um, Yeah, in a single city. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we'd have to. Yeah, fact check those numbers. I'm the 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 response oh, yeah that's another side that i guess has, hasn't gotten much media attention like the the enforcement response against the mob people but i mean what's sitting at like the spotlight and at the forefront of many people's minds probably just i this to me in my lifetime as i've been in the states this is the first time i've heard people storm the capital inside like compromise and uh, pillage a, a, a political establishment, like physical political establishment. It reminded me of, you know, if you think about the history of different revolutions, like the French Revolution, some revolutions called like the Glorious Revolution, where there was violence and there was like one side of a people storming another side and trying to overturn and tilt the political balance a little bit. Like, but this is back in like what, 1700s or way before the 19th century. It kind of reminded me of those times. Like mm. it was that, um, it seemed that primal and that um, that vicious as well. Um, so it was like seeing some, that sort of like regression in a way was was disappointing, um, but it's also eye-opening as well. Um, and today I thought like maybe it was both like an argument for and argument against democracy as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I can go on and on, but uh, I I don't know, I don't know if we. No, should. I mean, you you have a valid point, but I think it just what this really shows is that and America isn't what it seems to be on the cover. Um, in fact, it's so flawed in so many areas that 
with COVID and with this presidency, it's it's more than exposed all the weak points that America is really built upon. Um, you know, and whether what this are those, is the, what are those weak points that like what are those weak points that have gone? Yeah, so you know, we we talk about like anything from like healthcare to emergency responses to government support uh, to even just how you know people think yes america's might uh, army and uh, navy is the greatest yet they can't even take care of their own capital like those kinds of situations are kind of very baffling um for anyone outside to look into and you know you're talking about democracy um you know i, I come from taiwan and you know, I still believe Taiwan is one of the most clear and true democracy um, countries out there because, you know, you, you let both sides talk and go at it. But at the same time, they respect, they respect the foundries and the basics of what, you know, a democratic nation is, right? With the U.S., I think democracy is more of a front um, huh. to kind of really persuade that, yeah, U.S. is great, but ultimately you know what this what this past four years has really exposed is you know ultimately it's it's not really run through a government it's morely just corporations um or higher-end figures that you know have a political agenda and they're going to use the government to go for it right so um the past four years yeah uh, i would say go more than that i'm just giving you an example here um and you know we the country has has to you know fix itself from this and it's going to take a lot of time um, but for me i just feel like it all this has just shown you know america was never really you know united uh, or unified on a lot of fronts to begin with it's just that they were a lot of people were hidden and they didn't want to speak up until you know their the person that they wanted showed up and it revealed, you know, you know, just how indifferent America still is compared to most countries. And that in itself should really showcase and highlight that, you know, America isn't really great, as great as it was. What most people say it is. It's a great country if you have money and you're rich. But other than that, you know, I, I don't recommend the United States to anyone else after that. Oh, big statement. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's the, a bit, the, hot take, hot take, hot take, but it is what it is. No, but I mean, there's so yeah. much it's like this year and especially this moment. And, it's, you know, we've had such a divisive election um, with, you know, just being so polarizing for there's like people that are so dedicated to Biden or there, there are people who say settle for Biden, you know, just because they don't really like Trump, they went for Biden too. Um, but seeing all that division and seeing today just how, a vicious response by a group of people against this democratic outcome. And sometimes I like look at the, I look at the reaction and think, wait, has this outcome been verified or not? I I feel like, Oh, they haven't, they haven't quite verified this election. So I guess that's what they're, that's what they're protesting against. I'm so ignorant on us politics sometimes, but this don't, don't, I mean, that's, that's, it's always good to have like a, a different lens cap here, but I think like, ultimately what david was alluding to was you know how how is it how is it possible that you compare two protests uh one that was targeting uh the specifics of police brutality versus people 
who are raging basically civil unrest because you know the elections is rigged rigged quote quote unquote um you know if i would you know on a more serious note if you know these protesters were black i guarantee you they would have been shot right and then there'll be national guard will come in asap and you know who knows where it would go but the fact that they are white um, and that videos showcasing police letting them in uh, just demonstrates just how much this country is so so shitted upon and how corrupt this place really is, right? Um, and that white power will always still reign dominant um, within this country. Um, and that's what it is. And I think the other thing to add to that too is that like, I don't think that it, it's fair to even fully disenfranchise the other side because like a lot of what we're seeing now, right, is people feeling like they haven't been heard. So you have one side this year that's upset because they feel like for, you know, hundreds of years, you know, uh, half a century, um, they've been or more than half a century. Who knows? Wh- whatever. Um, my math's off tonight. Um, but, you know. These people haven't been heard. They've been, you know, physically uh, abused, disenfranchised. Um, uh, and then you have the other, you know, uh, side of the coin where you have individuals who, you know, uh, maybe their family lineage traces back all the way to the founding of this country. You know, their families have been in you know, the Civil War. They lived in the South their entire life. They might come from a same place. But they still feel very disenfranchised because they feel like, you know, my minorities are getting more value in this country than they are. And nobody's supporting what it is that, you know, uh, what their beliefs are. And so when you have this individual come and speak your language, like, of course, like we can't let this guy lose. Right. Like and so now we have this real hotbed of two extreme sides of the coin um, that. They, I, I want to say they both want the same thing, you know, like everybody wants healthcare, everybody wants a good job, everybody wants, um, you know, a, a roof over their head. But being that they come from different sides and, and so extreme um, positions, it's almost like we'll never, we'll almost most likely never come to an agreement because we have two different visions um, of how to get to where we need to get to. Yeah, that's like the paradox yeah. of calling it the United States of America. Yeah. Yeah. It's a two point no, it system. Really it's not quite united. Yeah. 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 I think that that's an interesting point. Like I like the reaction, because um, I looked at the videos a little bit and I certainly don't know the full breakdown, but just based on the pictures that the protesters was predominantly white. So the analysis that's gonna come in the in the reaction by enforcement with this protest versus the Black Lives Matter protest, that is definitely going to be an interesting analysis to observe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we did we did an hour, so we've spent quite some time. I, I think I think we're past office bedtime too. So I think this is a good <laughs> this, is a, this is a good point to stop at. Um, I know you know there's probably a lot more to be said about the topic, but um, yeah, we ended right here. And then um, for everybody listening, again, uh, for $50 a month, you can join my Forex trading uh, <laughs> Oh, my God. And, uh, People are going to believe you. <laughs> your yeah. first five trades are free. <laughs> it's, okay. 
protect yourself. <laughs> you can't be saying this and using your real name. <laughs> I, dude, what I have? It's 2021. What do I have to lose? Yeah, a lot. Let's put it that way. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But yes, he was just joking. Um, all in good fun. Um, but yeah, this was good, guys. It was great hanging out all together. Yeah. In a while. Hopefully, oh, we yeah, more. Sure. Hopefully we'll get the uh, the other tech bro on. Other uh, tech yeah, bro. One day. One the, day. One day. The coastal elite. They're late bloomers. We call them late bloomers. <laughs> coastal elite and I'm Palantir should definitely be on this. <laughs> yeah. No, we got to keep the audience like numbers a little bit low too. Otherwise, we'll get too hectic. All right, all good, all good. Yeah. But uh, anyway, why don't we say our good night? Wish we wish each other sweet dreams and um, sweet dreams, guys. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Peace. All right. Thanks for hosting Peace. us. Really appreciate right. it. Thank yeah. you. Catch you guys later. Bye, folks.